Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 4, Episode 13, Darkness on the Edge of Town, or the first episode of Season 4B. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Rumpel gathers the Queens of Darkness, Maleficent, Ursula, and Cruella, to help him steal the Dark Curse from Bald Mountain. After using each of their unique skills, Rumpel leaves them at the hands of the Chernabog, a creature who devours the heart with the greatest potential for darkness. After the Chernabog chooses Maleficent, Ursula and Cruella escape, saving Maleficent at the last moment. In New York, Ursula and Rumpel seek out Cruella and they all travel to Storybrooke. In Storybrooke, things are just starting to get back to normal when Hook and Belle figure out how to release the fairies from the hat with a spell translated by an Oxford professor that Belle sought out. Regina succeeds in releasing the fairies, but an unexpected visitor seeps out as well, the Chernabog. After receiving a helpful tip from Cruella and Ursula, Regina believes the Chernabog is after her. She and Emma travel to the town line to banish the creature to a land without magic where it will disappear. Since their information panned out, despite Snow and Charming's surprising objections, Emma and Regina provide Ursula and Cruella with the Snow Queen's scroll so they can enter town. Later, just when he thinks they've abandoned him, they retrieve Rumble in secret from the town line, and he reveals that he was the Oxford professor, setting the whole plan in motion. Roger, what do you think of this episode? I was asked you how many top ten episodes I have, because I thought this episode was really good. Not enough happens to jump into the top ten, and I don't know how much this is. I was so disgusted with Frozen that I just wanted anything else. But this is the closest that we've gotten to the setup for 3A in a long time. And I really enjoyed all the questions asked. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is so much better than what we have been watching. I have a lot of questions and there's a lot of things I'm interested in. We have three to four villains here. That's exciting. Um, And not everything that happens in this episode is an accident, which is really great. (laughs) The power of has been defeated. Yeah, it, it, it is... It is actually jarring in a way that mm-hmm. we've gone from three characters who I obviously had to test. I've spent more than enough time talking about how much I hate the frozen characters. I'm interested in Corella. I'm interested in Ursula. Seeing Rumpel disheveled and beaten and broken down, and then the way his body shifts the moment he crosses the town line was you've mentioned that before about how he's really good with like his physical acting, was amazing. He was right back to me. And it's like, oh. Let's go. Like, well, in his face, like when he thinks they're not going to come. Oh, he looks so broken. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, I think what I like about that specific scene is that he believes that because that's what he would do. Yeah. He would screw people over and he's like, I got what anybody believes he deserved it. Yeah. Uh, and he did. And then like, but the happiness on his face when he realizes they didn't believe him and he's like, oh, okay, I can do this. Although I, it's, that's, that's interesting that that's what you, you say that's what he would do because that's what he did to them i yes but also he they need him and if he were in a situation where he needed someone he would help them they don't know what to do they're kind of bumbling idiots (laughs) as many of the characters in this town have shown just because it's the thing you should do that's because, good. for example, it's right to listen to the people who are telling you the correct thing doesn't mean that our dumbass characters won't often do the dumbass thing. <laughs> yes, but Rumpel is not a dumbass. And... You're right, but he doesn't know that Cruella and Ursula That's aren't true. dumbasses. That's true. And it's been a while. And they could just be petty and angry and mad. I mean, they're villains, right? You can't trust villains that yeah. far. Where do we start? The Enchanted Forest? Okay. You said that with the question, so I accept. Yeah, let's go there. Great. Um... Mostens back. 
Maleficent is back. Uh, Ursula is sort of back, but it's like a different person. I would say Ursula has arrived. Yeah. Um, and Cruella is here. That's Cruella. I think the the biggest thing that we saw is that Cruella has magic. Yes. Because we already knew kind of where, like, actually, Ursula kind of feels like the weak one here. Oh, definitely. She really, she feels more creepy than she does scary, if that makes sense. Like, the tentacles just gross me out. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have any magical powers, other than, obviously, like, her body is magical. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've watched Little Moon a couple times. Yeah, Ursula is a witch that has magical powers in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and she can do things. Yeah. So... <laughs> Why can't she do anything? I don't know. Like she can do anything here. I don't know. Like even when they go back in time and they show kind of all their skills, which I thought was a really good like introduction. We see what Corella does. We see what Maleficent can do, and then Ursula is just like a hey, go fetch. Actually, Ursula is maybe they were trying. Ursula is very Rumpelstiltskin like. People come to her to make deals, and when they when they don't live up to their end, they turn into these weird little like kelpy sea creatures, and they're just like all over her lair. Oh. <laughs> That's not who they've established this character. Uh-uh. Okay. So maybe they were trying to make her less Rumpelstiltskin like and sure. failed to I mean I don't I don't want to say that I I think she's interesting, but I, I think that she lacks um She lacks force. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't think every character needs to be yeah. super powerful. I just don't know what her role is so far. Well and Cruella's magic seems to be um uh control of animals. Yes, which I think is pretty wild. Also, I'm I'm confused because Ursula looks black. And if there's one thing I learned about the Little Mermaid controversy, <laughs> women who live under the sea can't be black. No, it's not. It's not. Mermaids are never black. See, this this makes this to me somehow makes way more sense than calling Snow White black. Like, I'm okay with a black mermaid. Yeah, well, Ursula is not a mermaid. She's a, sea. a squid. Sea witch. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um, I also feel like there was, they kind of, the the scene, especially at the Forbidden Fortress, felt very campy um, yes. in, in a way that I, like, very much enjoyed. Like, I think they're like, we're ridiculous. We get it. <laughs> it, it felt like when all the heroes get summoned, almost like an Avengers Assemble moment, but for the bad guys. Yeah. Come together. We're sick and tired of losing to the heroes. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure of the time. I know it obviously happens before the curse is cast but i don't know when this is actually like where to place this this has to be quite some time before the curse is cast because like as you brought up maleficent has the curse at one point in season in episode two like of the series she had yeah when she has to protect the tiny black unicorn that we never get to see again. Oh, um so yeah this is a long time ago i guess yeah and it's also interesting that we had never seen Rumple mention getting a happy ending before. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think they're they're choosing to reframe it yeah. based on like the wording of this season, but I mean that his his motivation is the same that it has always been in this episode. He wants that dark curse so that he can get back to his son. Absolutely. Um, but he's just never talked about it that way before. Yeah, like he's never said it in that manner. Yeah. It's also more so been, you know, like he has the clairvoyance so he can see fate. So I'm a little shocked that all of a sudden he's like, oh, I just need to get my happy ending. Like, I've never seen you talk about that before. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they get attached to the current story, but that's not the rumble I know. Yeah. Um, well, I was also real. I was like, what does he need these people for? Like, maybe Maleficent. But then he, like, he very clearly selected them for their skills. 
Ursula's tie is a little thin. Still not sure what he um, is. To be honest with you, Cruella, I get. Well, yeah, um, and Maleficent. And Maleficent, yeah. They did things that were. Yeah, they had a couple of fun Disney callbacks here too. I love that the Cruella's magic is uh, bright green, which is like Disney villain color. Oh, is it bright green? All Disney villains have bright green, like always bright green everywhere. Really? Yeah, it's like a thing. Google it. Um, he he doesn't well he's not magical obviously but there's green fire in his lair when he especially when he sings be prepared Ursula creates like this like green smoke um, green, green magical things or green fire is something beautiful yep it's like Disney's version of cleavage yep exactly um and Bald Mountain <laughs> is a piece of music that is featured in Fantasia, oh, Night on Bald Mountain. Mountain. And the Chernabog is a... I don't know if we knew that he was called a Chernabog, but he lives on Bald Mountain, and he's a big-winged... I mean, they, they reference him as Chernabog. Yeah, I know that they do, but I don't know if that is true in Fantasia. Oh, gotcha. But it's the same-looking creature. Yeah. I would just call that a gargoyle. It's, a, it's actually pretty... It's pretty cool. It's a great piece of music. You should listen to it. I was really disappointed that we did not get to hear it. <laughs> um very disappointed in fact um and we learn that the chernabog seeks out the heart with the greatest potential for darkness and devours it which is left ascending fast yeah i think that's interesting that we can i mean i think that's interesting too because that's not how i would have played that i would have not guessed the left side was the one. same i mean we can talk about that later yeah. but um i mean obviously rumple would have been the person that came after if he'd been there i think so you don't think so mm -hmm. mm, okay his motivations aren't dark enough. Mm. Um, why would she not turn into a dragon? Oh no! My number one question: Girl, are you a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> no, no business. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I understand. Maybe it's like very exhausting. Yeah, and she did just like inhale all of that that dragon fire. Wow, that'd be kind of nice if you could spit it back out. Right. Like, I get it. Like, it's last stand time. She just stands there and accepts that she's gonna die. Yeah, I thought that was that's that does not seem very maleficent to me. I mean, I guess of what we know of her, there are times when she's had like very depressive episodes. Yeah, but this did not seem like one of those times. <laughs> In fact, this seems like the opposite. She has yet to meet Tiny Black Unicorn, though, so maybe I could think of one thing that maybe we haven't learned this yet, but you and I know it, where she simply doesn't ever want to turn back into a dragon because she's just bothered by something. Yeah, so that could be. That's the only thing I can think of, and she'd just rather die. I also loved Cruella's line. So what? We're just playing a game of heart roulette. <laughs> you see that, Snow Queen? This is how a villain makes the show better. Yeah. Although it is interesting. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to say that they're bumbling because it's like not quite the right word. But they also Cruella and Ursula are like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do? And Maleficent's like, well, we're gonna do this. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, Ursula should probably be better. I don't really expect Cruella to know what to do here. Yeah. I mean, she's from 18th century London, and she's used to dealing with humans. Well, and you made a good point, too, and maybe it wouldn't have worked, but it. is it an animal? Like, maybe she should, maybe she could have tried. Try Try <laughs> maybe that's why Maleficent didn't want to turn into a dragon. Smart. Yeah. I do not want to be under Cruella's control. Um, all right, anything else? Well, they left out the important part. They saved her. Yeah, they did. 
Which is also kind of shocking. I mean, I think that similar to how they let Rumple into the town, they recognize that uh, especially if they've got some sort of beef with Rumple now, they definitely need her. And this happens before the episode where he where they kidnap Bell. Yes, I think so. So it's kind of payback. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else in the Enchanted Forest? That was a good flashback. I, I agree, and it tied very well into the present day. And it wasn't stepping on the current day plot. It wasn't very long. It was exactly what it needed to show that these other yeah. than Ursula are people to be feared. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then we get some New York, which is short. It's I, I'm often frustrated when there's three locations, but it kind of wasn't three locations. It was just the A plot starts in New York and then moves into. I think this is a fine use of three locations. Yeah, agreed. Um, so it seems Rumple has been living with Ursula in her apartment that has way too many fish. Can you imagine cleaning all those fish tanks? Are you staring at me because I have too many plants? Yes. Literally, when you said too many fish, I was like, it's like your house, but swap fish for plants. Do you have any idea how much it costs to maintain tropical fish? No. A lot. <laughs> so your argument is that it's too expensive. Yeah, especially because in this episode, she's like, do I look like I'm made of money? And I would be like, yeah, it looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like you are made of money. <laughs> I that argument. I thought what you were saying is that like, from a decoration standpoint, no one should have that many fish. And I'm like, agreed. However, pot meat kettle. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fish person because you like can't pet them really. But if I was really rich and could afford to have a bunch of giant tropical fish tanks that somebody else took care of, I would probably I have an aquarium. Yeah. I yeah. think they're cool. Like that. <laughs> That's fair. But I would have one. Like the big one that she has, that'd be enough. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Maybe she gets all that stuff for free, though. She doesn't work at an aquarium. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know that they let you take the fish home for free, but they might. Get, she might get the food for free. Or she's a villain. Maybe she steals. <laughs> the shark ate it. I don't know. Oh, the shark ate it. Calm down. <laughs> that bitch. Um, I think I, I mentioned this. I wanted this for Regina. Seeing Rumple at his lowest was jarring. In a bathrobe, eating reheatable noodles. It, was he in a bathrobe? Yeah. Oh man! Like <laughs> so that's what I wanted from Regina in that episode. I yeah. wanted to see her kind of broken. Because it made the ending where he basically crosses the town line and you're like, oh, he's back. And he was much more powerful because he was at his lowest point. And his speech to the Queens of Darkness was like, you see what I did when I didn't have jack shit? Yeah. Well, also, interestingly, I at the beginning of the episode, we don't know that Rumple had set up this plan. No. And like the way that he talks to Ursula, I cannot believe that she like accepts that. What do you mean? Providing reheatable noodles in what might generously be called shelter. No great gift. It's like, dude, Rumple. She's like, she didn't have to do this. No, but I think what his point is, is that you're not doing this out of kindness of your heart. You're doing this because what I have to give is far more important right. than what you're giving me. And that's why he's able, He the leverage is on his side. Like, okay, she kicks him out. Now she's still miserable. So yeah. what does she gain from that? Although I think she's pretty close to her breaking point. Because yeah. I, I, I think she's like, you've produced nothing. Yeah. Oh, I think she's more at a breaking point when Cruella also sees the same thing. Well, and you know that feeling when you, like, are going to eat something. Like, you have a plan, oh, yeah. and okay. then somebody else ate it. <laughs> that's, that's, like, one of the worst feelings in the world. <laughs> I don't understand how people tolerate people stealing their lunch at work. Uh, we were talking about that at my office the other day. I'm just like, that person deserves to be fired. I'm not saying you should harm your coworkers. I am saying I'd slap a bitch, though. 100%. <laughs> 
I understand like maybe using someone else's like half and half or like Did like you better ask. But but like that's not the same as like eating someone's entire lunch. It's just a thing that apparently people do. And I'm like, yeah, we would have a very, very interesting conversation. Yeah. So apparently there was we're getting off on a tangent, but somebody intentionally overspiced their food. Wow, that's hilarious. And they tried to the person who was stealing tried to sue them. They're like, Well, it's not a booby trap because that could just be how they like their food. Yeah. And it apparently actually caused them to go to the hospital. Wow. Because they lit I mean, it's like imagine if I get yeah. six stars, but it's like, don't touch my food. Don't touch my food. Back up off. All right. Um, and then they go find uh Cruella. That was awesome. Who apparently has married like some investment banker that's getting arrested for smuggling or not smuggling, uh I choose to believe insider trading or something was the guy with the famous Ponzi scheme. F- Feinstein, yeah. No. Well, that's what that's what she that's what her name is, which is it's not Feinstein. It's Weinberg, something like that. Her name? Yeah. Okay. Well. But you, you know, what I'm talking about the guy who yeah. got caught. Like that. I feel like that would be her, and she's so like. I wondered if she was the one who was doing it, and then she sold him out. <laughs> that yeah. Feels like a very Corella thing to do. It does. Um, but. But what's interesting is that he, Rumble says she's got it worse than we do. So apparently Cruella's about to be at her lowest point. Yeah. I mean, she's, it seems that Cruella needs uh, fancy possessions to be happy. This is maybe the only instance of happenstance because they got real lucky that this just happened. Or maybe Rumble knew this was coming. Yeah, I mean, he maybe was watching. Oh, uh, so he was just... Maybe he's the one that turned. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that would be even more jacked up if it was a frame job. In mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, seeing Corella with her license plate that says DeVille. Feinberg. Feinberg. That's what it is. It's like Feinstein, but it's a what? Feinberg, yeah. So I said Weinberg and you said Feinstein? Yeah. <laughs> one with our powers combined. Um... <laughs> they go to a drive-through, which I don't know, like just like the physical, like the comedy, like the situational comedy. Was... Way to bring the fun. Like <laughs> it's a serious moment, and I love Rumpel's. Like, no, I'd I'd prefer to survive. My yeah, life. I don't need to eat a double cluck, whatever. My man, you were eating a couple of noodles not that long ago. I don't know that this is all that much lower, but okay, it's still funny. He also had a pretty rich line, which I think is interesting. Our collective frustrations are because of his, the author's will, not our missteps. Well, that is true, isn't it? I mean, they don't know. I guess it could be true. But the, the I it's he's now kind of, if, I feel like this is like a Regina, like an old Regina thing to say. Like, well, I didn't do it. The author made me do it. Well... I think there is an argument to be made that I am the most powerful sorcerer on the land and I keep getting tripped up at the end. It, it, it's not illogical to think that, like, there must be divine intervention. Divine. The author is divine. Well, essentially, like, it's an act of God. Mm-hmm. Because why is he always getting tripped up at the end? With Like, the entire last season was basically the power of happenstance. Well, that's interesting. I, yeah, it, yeah, I agreed. Um, but, uh... The way that Regina and Rumple are looking at it is different. Yeah. Because, like, what you just described, which makes sense to me that Rumple would think that way, is, like, I'm the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Why would I never win? Yeah. Um, and Regina's is, like, I'm good now, and good always wins. Why can't I win? Yeah. Um, like, those are different questions. But they are the root of the same answer. Like, they are the, they're the same question in that, why am I not getting my deserved victory? Mm-hmm. 
he believes it because of power, she believes it's because of alignment. And also, like, the only reason he lost was because Henry happened to reveal the gauntlet. Like, it was it. Everything he did was perfect. It was a yeah. picture-perfect plan that got beat by happenstance. Yeah. Because, like, at least with Regina, there's someone to blame. Like, it's Emma's fault. Yeah. Rumple got unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Anything else in New York before we move to Storybrooke? I I thought this was really well done. I, the line that he says, because they ask him, at gunpoint. So we've very rarely seen Rumble Becky. Sweet ass gun. Great gun. With jewels in it. Yeah. But I also think the point that like Rumble is, de- he's a desperate soul now. And he's still able to control the situation. And make a very valid, he doesn't lie to him. He says, my entire salvation lies on not you trusting me, but me trusting you. Mm-hmm. He basically put himself out there and said, like, if I'm going to win, this is it. And I've been curious, what was he going to do? Was he just leaving and accepting his fate? Yeah, I don't know what he was going to do. Like, Because it, it was over at that point. Or maybe, I mean, to get real meta, he knew that they were watching and they wanted to see him broken. So he started to walk away. Maybe. I don't know. It's a play. I mean, he looked really broken, but. He, he looked. He's a very good actor. Very good. I don't. I don't know if Rumpelstiltskin, the person, is a very good actor, but oh no, he is because we talked about how the Dark One is mostly put on. Yeah, his uh, ability to emote with just his body. Yeah, unbelievable. Agreed. Um. All right. So in Storybrooke, we kind of start with a. I called it the getting back to normal montage. Yeah. <laughs> also, sure, sure. What is normal in Storybrooke, out of curiosity? Is it being cursed? That's a good question. I mean, that that is, the majority of time has been cursed. Is it so... outsiders or people trying to kill Rumble? No villains. Snowball fights with snow monsters. <laughs> like, I, I truly don't know what normal is to them. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a good observation. I think they also don't know. Well, they seem to have a very clear definition of what normal is. Like, the way they say that things are getting back to normal. I'm like, which is? <laughs> Not fighting off villains. What do sheriffs do when there's no villains to fight? The, there was only one villain in town for a very long time. Yeah. And she was the mayor, so. I don't know. Yeah. I also love when Regina burns the picture that Snow put up. Yeah, it was interesting because that was sinister and a lighthearted. Book. Yeah, she's like, fuck this picture. Not just I can also just snow imagine being like, oh, can I have that picture back? And Regina be like, nope. <laughs> Where should we start? Let's start with Hook and Bell. Okay. That's who I have in chronologically. Yeah, that's that is accurate. So they're they're undoing Rumble's scheme. Like that. Look, Hook and Bell working together is ridiculous. I like it. It's funny. It's ridiculous. I think that they have reached a I, I, well, I mean, Belle, Belle kind of, like, sees herself in Hook in a situation. Does like, duped by love. Attempted murder? No, Belle does not often commit attempted murder. Although she seems to think that not moving quick enough to pick up to, to save Anna is attempted murder. So, this, this is where, this is now the, we've hit the point where I hate Belle. For the rest of the mm-hmm. series, I hate Belle until seven. She is more angry at Rumple lying to her than she is at Hook for shooting her and trying to kill her on multiple occasions. And his apology was, and I quote, sorry? 
I like Regina gave a heartfelt apology. I understand what you're saying, but I think a lot of people would be more upset about that because no, she... there's no one on the planet who's more upset about you lying to them than you trying to kill them. You wouldn't be more upset about someone you trusted betraying you Over than a stranger trying, to, trying to kill you three times and shooting. Listen to what you just I said. I think a lot of people would feel this way. So you would much rather someone shoot you and try to kill you twice <laughs> over someone you care about lying to you. I, I, That's what you just said. That is not what I said. Emotionally, I would have a harder time dealing with that. Why? Why? Because it's, the first part is emotional and a stranger trying to shoot you is not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, like, physically. But, like, I don't, don't know think, this stranger. Potentially murdered is emotionally problematic. <laughs> she doesn't. She didn't know him. And I don't think murder is relevant to like knowing someone. She lost him because he shot her. That's not emotionally traumatic. I think that being betray betrayed is like one of the most emotionally traumatic things that exists. You know what the most emotionally traumatic thing is? What death? Well, not really, because you're dead. If you come back from the dead, it probably is <laughs> death. Literally dead. It's fascinating that you just like 100% think you're right and can't even like think in this other set of shoes. Well, it's because like you're basically comparing stealing to like grand like armed robbery. Like there, there's tears to how bad we consider things, right? Like killing a child is just factually worse than popping a balloon. But also like someone you don't know doing something to you is not as bad as someone you know and trusted doing something to you, even if the things are not the same. If the if they're comparable actions, fine. Like, yes, someone I know stealing from me is much more much more painful than someone I don't know stealing from me. Like, that is fair. Someone I don't know trying to murder me and end my life and tormenting me and shooting me and causing amnesia is just worse. Like, you know how you talk about, like, the punishment has to fit the crime? Yeah. There's a reason we punish stealing at a different level than... No, I, I understand that. I'm not entirely sure you do. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I think that she feels that Hook has turned to Leaf, and she also thought that Rumple did, and he betrayed her. I don't think you saying betrayed. What was the betrayal? He lied to her. betrayal. Y yes, it is. So... Snow betrayed Charming when she lied about going on their honeymoon? Okay. If lying is betrayal, lying is betrayal. About going on their honeymoon? I guess, but the degree is a little different. Oh, so now we have degrees of crimes. Now we can understand tier list again. We're just not going to agree about this. Nope, you are. You also, like, here's another example. Her father, her father sent her, tried to send her over the town line. That's someone she cares about. That's extreme betrayal. And she forgave him quicker than she forgave Rumpel. And I agreed that that was ridiculous. He's an insane person. <laughs> like, that <laughs> is an extreme betrayal by someone she cares about. But trying to intentionally erase someone's memories is much worse than lying to them. The worst part about the forgiving Mo French is that we, like, never even get to see anything about his character. Like, any change, like, any, uh, any apology, like, nothing. I don't think he's sorry. He thought it was the right thing to do, which is insane. But she forgives him. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's not nuts. I don't know. I mean, we're defending Belle as if somehow the law... Her logic is very... In this is why I hate her. Her logic is inconsistent. I... Okay. I don't... 
I, I don't, I'm not following your logic train here. If you're willing to forgive your father for that level of betrayal, why can't you forgive Rumble? It's, I don't know if it's the same level of betrayal. But okay. I, I mean, we could debate back and forth about this for hours and you'll just always think that you win. So we should just move on. And not only that, it's, like, your logic doesn't even make sense to me. Like if it's someone you care about, her dad- Well, I also think you're trying to logic an emotional puzzle. No, it's not a puzzle though. Like it, what I don't understand is that like there seems to be just like I think there's an issue that we're not getting from Belle, which would make this maybe make more sense. Instead, it's just well, I don't care that my daddy, who I've loved my entire life, tried to throw me over the town line. I forgive him because reasons. Or Hook, who I don't really know, you tried to murder me on two or three separate occasions and shot me and sent me over the town line. All is good. You know, you were tricked, but I mean, she even makes excuses for him. Like she's literally defending his actions in this part of the scene. She's like, oh, well, you were betrayed and tricked by the dark one. Like, did, did he not tell anyone what actually happened between them? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And I think he has it. He also, that when he says, all because I let myself be tricked by the crocodile is a very, like, interesting read of what occurred between them. I mean, Trump Rumble did trick him after Hook blackmailed him. Um, Twice. And then he says, how could I have been so weak? Which makes me think that he does realize that what, like, he did something wrong. Or he thought he could fight his heart off. Maybe. But it, it, I mean, it's weird because I, like, he should definitely feel bad about his actions. Like, he caused a lot of bad shit to happen and he did a bad thing. But, like, the things that he did after his heart was taken out of his chest, like, he doesn't necessarily have to feel specifically bad about those things. I mean, he should feel bad because he caused them to occur. But, like, he's like, I feel like he's like staked all of his hopes on these fairies. And it's like, well, I like you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't taken the heart your heart over your chest. Like maybe you should feel bad about like lying to everyone and like trying to blackmail the dark one and like 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 maybe you should feel bad about that. And also help get the fairies out cuz like this is like he's he's trying to stake redemption on getting these fairies out. Yes, that's very true, which is a very common thing. Like they always usually stake the redemption on like if I sacrifice myself for the town at the end of season 2, then now I'm a good person. <laughs> people buy it so like i kind of get why he feels that way what i don't understand is that it seems like we're focusing all the energy on like why rumple did this to me yeah there's a piece of that that is true but we're not even talking about the actual problem which is you went to blackmail mm -hmm. and then we found out in fact that the hand was not evil it was purely you so you're a bad person and in that scene we saw you beat the shit out of real scarlet for Breaking into a library. A public library that you don't own. To murder Rumpel again. Because you were mad at the deal. And we're not addressing that. We're just talking about like, well, Rumpel made me do these things. It's like, that's that's actually not the part that's a problem. It's that you're a piece of shit still. But then, but his, how could I have been so weak? Like, does he mean weak because he was tricked? I think he means weak as in that he couldn't fight back. Mm. This is like, I think that is the point that is the most frustrating is that we're looking solely on, okay, everything is Rumpel's fault. Why can't it just resist mm -hmm. the fact? Because he does, you know, he does the thing where he grabs Emma's arm. So he's like able to fight through the heart uh -huh. of it. And apparently that's the part we're completely focusing, not like all the setup. Yeah. Which is like, no, look, you're just a bad person still. And we don't, I don't even know if we even address that. Because I don't think he's told Emma what he did. 
Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. But Bell's okay with it because Bell's giving him an out. Bell's just like, oh, well, you know, it was all Rumpel's fault. He tricked you. I mean, yeah. that is what she says in this. She's like, Rumpel, he tricked both of us, I think is what she says. Mm-hmm. She basically makes an excuse. And they still have to address he's never even really apologized. Yeah. That's a, I don't know. I She's don't... not that out. She's their, their buddies now. They're buds. And he's surprisingly good at research, apparently. Well, no, we knew that. I know, he said that before. I'm surprisingly good at research. Oh, I mean, we just, yeah. The one thing he is actually very good at is research. Um, I do think we learned something very interesting about the hat. You only get trapped once. Yeah, I thought that was, I mean, I guess, I think that they were trying, they were like, well, I feel like they wish they had said that about Pandora's box. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think they're just trying to not create a um, like yeah, a magic box. Like, oh, we should use this all the time. Yeah, but so this is this one of the tricks of that this episode. You know, it'd been much more interesting instead of you saying that them trying to use it and mm-hmm. it not working, and then they have to discover that oh shit, this only works one time. It's true. We could actually learn something. Like or that. maybe that's not even true. Maybe that's just what Rumple told Bell as the Oxford professor. Oh. <laughs> No, you know why I think that's true? He doesn't even try to trap Emma again. Yeah. But he theoretically would have been able to do that because she didn't go into the hat at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't all right. know. Um, all right. Then we move to Regina and Emma. Um, Emma brings Regina a kale salad and Regina tells Emma that she eats like a child. <laughs> Which I think is accurate. I would say. She basically eats grilled cheese and french fries. Okay. Emma's figure implies that she does not eat like that. That's true. There's no way. It's true. It is National Cheese Day. So. Oh, that was appropriate for today. Yes. What's the time that has passed from the end of 3 or 4A to 4B? I thought that it was four weeks and this is just some sort of weird like memory that i have but maybe that's the time between 5a and 5b no i thought it said about four weeks when when rumple shows up at ursula's job i thought it said a month later or six yeah i think you're right but regina specifically says we've been doing this for two weeks did they not do it for the first four weeks and then decide two weeks ago like they found the mansion at the end of they would have started kind of immediately wouldn't they yeah it's confusing. I, mean, I, I think they don't even know their own time. So I would understand these confusions between, like, I don't know, a season. This is literally the next episode. I know. It's also winter, which I feel like we don't do a good job of tracking seasons. But they're definitely, like, they're, wearing, they're doing, like, full-on coats and gloves. Like, it's winter. Yeah. Which makes sense after a frozen season. Yeah. Just stay in the frozen season. Oh, it doesn't look that frozen i mean it's northern maine and there's no snow so like yeah (laughs) like it's not snowing obviously in new york city and when they get to the edge of town it doesn't look frosted over at all right it looks more like early fall yeah it looks like it might be springtime in british columbia yeah is that a joke i don't get they film the show in british columbia yes yeah um and Hook and Bell show up and say they figured out a way to open the hat or get the fairies out of the hat. Is Bell dumb? I don't know. Why? What do you mean? You didn't think that maybe this linguistics professor is that you probably never heard of before 
might be tricking you. Yeah, so I actually initially had that thought also, like, what, they're just sending this, like, this language to a linguistics professor that, like, this language that doesn't exist and he can translate it. But that's actually a thing. Like, you you can, like, find patterns in anything. Like, it could be a fake language that you and I make up. We could send it to them and they could figure out what it says. Yeah, you can do the language based on pattern and history. But you know Rumpel's out there somewhere doing something. It didn't even occur to anyone that this professor whose name I'm sure is not that hidden. Like, you know Rumple, He loves his puns. It's probably something golden. That's true. And it's just like, guys, guys, the answer. That Even Regina kind of has, like, the shaking a little bit where she looks a little like, that was kind of too easy. Yeah. Never think it's too easy. They're just like, yeah, we're good. What What do you think that Bell wrote to this Oxford professor? I found this piece of paper and it has weird writing on it. <laughs> and then he, like, tells her what it says. Well, so I don't think it was that quickly. I'm sure it was it probably made up a thing of like archaeological fact that we found when my husband died that he had had in his family for years. Can someone help us translate? It? Mm. So you just do the story and then someone's like, oh, yeah, I you know, love languages. And I don't know. Yeah, so I love look, I love the plan that Rumpel had. And obviously he knows Belle way better than she knows him. But Regina, you of all people know Belle. Well, that's, that's an interesting take on the shaking. I was having a hard time determining why she was shaking. Like, was it, like, an immense use of power? And, like, that's why she was struggling? Like, I, I don't... But, yeah, I think that's an interesting read. I also wonder, that might be the first time she's ever used the dagger. Maybe. Like, I wonder if that was actually, like, holy shit, this is a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a great big giant cloud of black smoke comes out, and none of the, like, 15 people that are standing there notice it. Because it's not like there's, like, two people. There's a lot of people. Because all the fairies came out. Is smoke a thing that we see, but they don't actually see? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was, like, it actually wasn't a color, but they just made it so that we could see it. Yeah, because, like, you know, when Regina poofs away, they don't say, like, she's gone a puff of smoke. She just is gone. Hmm. So maybe, like, the characters just see the disappearance, and we see the smoke to indicate to us, hmm. like a thought bubble, you know, like it's not yeah. really there. Because they, I don't know that only, to, other than the curse, I don't ever recall them mentioning smoke or fog or no, colors. True. So maybe they just don't see it. Hmm. Or then they can do, like, the joking that <clears throat> all this yeah. like I just don't think they see it. Interesting. Yeah. But they didn't see the big gargoyle. Well, he didn't come out as a gargoyle he came out just in smoke well we see the glowing eyes we do yeah he turns and looks back you know oh, okay, okay menacingly yeah i don't know that's confusing and then they all go have a party at granny's they spend a lot of time at Granny's. apparently it's the only restaurant in town uh i mean it's a small town they wouldn't have a lot of restaurants i miss ruby yeah me too i miss the one thing that this is still and it's not for b's fault but the town feels so dead yeah. You don't have the, the fleshed out characters that we had. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a doctor. We don't have a therapist. We don't have a waitress. Like, it's just, we just have the same six characters we always have. But like, yeah. we don't even have like neighbors. It's because they keep adding to the main cast. So they have to remove people from the outsides so that we're not. But you don't really have to do that if you split things. I know. They just don't do yeah. that. We don't need all these characters in this episode. Hook and Bell could have been their own episode in the next episode. Or, like, we didn't actually need Charmings in this episode. That would have been fine for episode two. Yeah. Also, the Charmings got to speak, finally. Uh, um, yes, they did. Yeah. Um, Regina has some great lines. Yeah. Really Always. Lines. 
Lulu's useful again. Sort of. I mean, she like kind of knows stuff. She knows that the sorcerer and the author are not the same person, but she doesn't seem to know anything about either the sorcerer or the author. That's on brand. <laughs> I would argue that's on brand. The sorcerer is very powerful, and she's never seen the author. Uh, but she's heard tell that he leaves clues in his works. I wonder where she heard that. Apparently, no one has seen the author in a very long time. That makes sense. Yeah. She does mention that he or could be a she, which I feel like is never a thing I've heard them say. Uh-uh. That was a very strange distinction at that point. Because wouldn't a female author still be just called the author? Yeah. Yeah, just like Thress. a sorcerer could be a woman too. Yes. Or would that be a sorceress? Yeah, it would be a sorceress. Uh, and then Regina, they hear the Chernabog roar, and Regina says, I suppose we should go out and see what's killing property values this time. Great line. Great line. Also, we didn't need to repeat this story beat from the last season. This monster. is literally the snowman monster all over again. Yeah. Which, uh, in this season, actually serves a purpose and adds to the plot. Yes, it does. Last season's was terrible. Other than Regina doing the cool fatality and puffing away, it was pointless. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in this episode actually does come from Snow. So they all run outside when they hear the Chernabog roar. And they're like, oh, no, like the spell only released fairies from the hat. And Snow says, maybe it is some kind of fairy. And it's like, yeah, maybe it is. No. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was No, it was Snow. Um, And... Okay, I didn't even think they were there on the up. I thought they were at their house. No, they went outside, and then they're, like, standing behind a building. Yeah, no, I didn't think Snow and Charming were there. Charming the- wasn't there, only Snow, yeah, I think. Snow. Gotcha. Um, or Charming didn't say anything if he was there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then they kind of do the usual, like, what are we going to do? And Hook is like, well, we have the evil queen and the, the savior here. <laughs> and Regina says, can we drop the E word already? She's feeling a little sensitive. As a, th- that reminded me very much of the um, please don't call us Karens. That's called the K word. I'm like, come on. Regina. <laughs> Evil queen has been your title for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little bit more before mm-hmm. you just get the queen. I also really liked the delivery of like them all kind of going to their assigned jobs during uh during a thing. Like Belle's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the thing. And <laughs> Snow's delivery of a. I'll get everyone to safety. I'm on it. Just like so, so just like matter of fact. It's actually like they're making fun of the point that I made that like this happens so frequently. So frequently. That they're all, I think he even says we're, this isn't our first monster bash. Yes, he does. Um, all right. Regina and Emma then come up, they go to Regina's office to figure out how to deal with the Chernabog. I missed something. When did. Regina become mayor again? And when did Snow relinquish mayorship? I mean, it seemed in the, like, getting back to normal montage, it seemed like Snow decided to go back to being a teacher, uh-huh. and Regina moved back into the mayor's office. So it's a thing that can just be passed off? I mean, who makes the rules here? I don't know. I, Snow, honestly, Snow White mayor was fun. <laughs> I was fun Let Regina be a teacher. Let Regina be the teacher in defense of the dark arts. I'm in. I'm in. I cannot imagine Regina being a teacher. I know. Wouldn't that be amazing comedy? <clears throat> yeah, it would. It would. I mean, what else does she got to do right now to look for the author? Yeah. Um, 
There's also shit mouth little kids talking back to Regina. Would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> trying, be like, trying not to <clears throat> to blow them up. Let, let go, let go of his heart. Let go. <laughs> we talked about this, mom. Um, they come up. Well, first they talk to Cruella and Ursula on the on Rumpelstiltskin's cell phone. I feel like there are like Regina's sort of like delighting in the idea that they like got him drunk and stole his cell phone. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because I'm not sure where her animosity towards Rumple came from because it didn't seem it didn't actually seem like they had animosity in a few seasons. Yeah, I think I mean I think they have a general push pull, but I I but nothing happened to her. No, like they didn't have a thing that caused any sort of. I mean, their history is, but like. You know, this one was an odd. I didn't get Emma being this mad because, like, yeah, motherfucker tried to trap me into a hat. Uh-huh. Regina just shouldn't actually, she should be a hat. It does make sense, though, as a person that is trying so hard to be good, yeah. to be like, yeah, fuck him. He did something bad. He, he, should, he should get his just desserts. I mean, I think that's like a common, like, when you're. Like, when you work, like, even, like, backing it up to something really simple, like, when you work really hard in school, like, when other people fail because they, like, didn't do put in the work, like, it makes you feel good. That makes me feel good, personally. <laughs> it was a bad example because you don't care about school. No, it's not that. I understand what you're saying. That's just, and this is going to sound weird, but, like, completely petty. Yeah, of course it's petty. But why? I don't get it. And I'm a petty person. I don't get it. It's it's really frustrating when you put in a lot of work to watch and someone else doesn't and they win too. So okay. why? Because it like it feels like it belittles your work. Like why did I have to do all of the work and they didn't have to do anything and they still win? <laughs> like it does not bother me that somebody else was just born with more natural talent than me in football. That's just life. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about that because I just don't care about that. I know, but when, like, you care yeah. about school, I care about sports, yeah. right? So, like, realistically, I'm going to have to put in more work to be a good football player. All I care about is that I win. I don't care if motherfuckers win. Does it impact me? Why would I care? Why would I be happy that you, like, I think it's not even a, so, like, I kind of get what you're saying about that. I had to work so hard why to come easy to you. I don't understand relishing in you didn't work hard, now I'm relishing in your failure. That's weird to me. It's like the opposite. It, yeah, I don't know. It's a pe- it's petty. I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm a petty person. I don't get that. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'm petty. Sometimes routine is petty. <laughs> which, I mean, that's practically <laughs> Just wish I got a little bit more. Just a little bit more. A little bit more how? A little more exposition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, agreed. Or like, you know what? He said that he had changed... Apparently he hasn't. He got what's coming to him. Or like, I'd actually be okay with Regina being worried, but like, maybe I can't change. Like, there's just a lot more. I feel like we could have dug into. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, so Emma comes up with a plan to. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Is there a dwarf named Evely? <laughs> yeah. So Regina clearly thinks she's the target. Everyone. Like... Yeah. Um. And Emma comes up with a plan to send it over the town line so it will disappear. Because they thought about putting it back in the hat, but apparently can't do that. <laughs> if only there was a box. <laughs> if only we had Pandora's box. Um, 
Yeah, or really anything, really. Um, or hair. And then as they're executing this plan, Regina realizes it's going to work and goes to sacrifice herself. The driving confuses me. Like, okay, I get that from just a cinematography standpoint, it's kind of cool to see the monster on top of the car destroying her window. But driving was never the, the needed play. We poof. We go there. We stand here like a bull, wear red. It charges. We dare. We win. Yeah, I, I was trying. Uh, and she mentions that, like, even if I poof to the town line, I'm like, it'll oh. just get me immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it still would have worked. I think the momentum of her stopping the car and him flying over, like, Regina over the town line, that may have been slightly more complicated to achieve. But we might have gotten, like, an even more brutal thing where he, like, tries to pick up Regina and his arm goes over and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> also, I'm supposed to believe that yellow bug was able to slingshot this magical yeah. demon. Into Which is maybe a fairy. Which is maybe a fairy. <laughs> Also, how did he get in there? So here's the other question that I feel like they never consider. What if that was someone who was just cursed? Yeah. Like, uh, Philip. Yeah. I they don't know. They just assume that, like, oh, this must be an evil monster. I don't Could know. Because there's no people around here who definitely, like, it's a hat that you know Rumpel was fucking with. You should assume anyone in here could have been against their will. Do Ursula and Cruella tell Regina that it's a Chernabog? Yeah. Maybe Regina knows what a Chernabog is, like, after she used the word? But I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, she does when they hear the roar. Yeah. They like, oh, I know what that thing is. Um, and then we get that scene with Snow and Charming where they really don't want Cruella and Ursula to be here. And then they show up again at the town line, and they're like, nope, don't let them in. And Emma's like, um, this is like really weird behavior from you. Second chances are for everyone, people. So I've often said I don't believe Emma has a lie detector. Even Emma <laughs> can tell that this is like, yeah, huh? That's weird. You're like the eternal. I think she says like you always believe in second chances, yeah. Hope and why are you so anti them? And they don't even have a good answer. They're just like, well, what if she's evil again? Like, what if Regina's evil again? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is some shady shit. Which I would have been okay with had we not dropped a very critical story of Snow from season two. The Heart of Darkness. Yeah. This fits. This actually fits. Yeah. But that's not what this apparently is. I also did think it was interesting that Regina and Emma overrule Snow and Charming. What do you mean overrule? Like, Snow and Charming are like, no, we don't let them in. Emma's like, I think we do. And then Regina is like, well, I was once horrible and I deserved a second chance, so do, so do they. And, like, we made a deal. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Emma goes, yeah, like, I'm with Regina. And then she, like, gives Regina the scroll. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't... There are only two people here with actual power. I guess, well, you know, Charming is a second sheriff. Cool. The deputy. But he yeah. never refers to himself as the deputy. Just the second sheriff. Yeah, I mean, like, overall, it implies that, like, Snow and Charming actually have a decision here. Like, no, it's true. It's true. You're right. Um, but it... This was a very out-of-character episode for the Charmings. Yeah, definitely. I don't get this. I don't mind it. I'm curious about it. Yeah, same. But if this is where you were going, you already had a good setup for this. Why did you throw that away? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because They waited a really long time to do this. Snow doesn't just threaten them. She says, I will rip your hearts out. <laughs> it's wild. 
That's dark. That is something I would expect Dark Snow to say and do. But you didn't set that up at all. Also, how, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that, Snow? I killed the evil queen's mommy. I don't know. She didn't rip out her heart, though. She doesn't have magic. She can't do that. They don't know that. <laughs> yes, that's true. Dark. They look genuinely frightened when she says that. Because it's frightening when Snow White is dark. Um, the other thing that I don't understand is that Charming, when we went to Dark Snow, it was very clear he never wanted Snow White to be this type of person. Don't poison your soul. And now he just stands by and he's okay with this. I don't know. I mean, maybe their thought... I'm I'm interested to learn more about this because sure. maybe their thought is maybe if we just threaten them, it'll be fine. Like, they're not actually going to, like, do it. I mean, I believed that she was going to do it when she told me, but, like, when she said told yeah. told them. But, it's like, bluff. maybe it's a bluff. I don't know. Something about this just seems... Well, weird. also, what happened? No, that ain't sure. <laughs> and I think the questions are good. I just wish that we had gotten Snow slowly descending into this type of yeah. person. So that when this happens, this isn't so like, oh, so we're back to this? That's, yeah. Totally. So if you pull in her heart right now, is it 50-50? Yeah, I don't know. And also, they know Snow White. So they know she's not like this. I don't know. It's weird. It's well, weird. I mean, or do they? Because it seems like something terrible happened. Yeah. And maybe that's the only Snow White that they know. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. A woman who's on the run from the evil queen probably isn't a heartless, ruthless killer. Yeah. Well, and they also... Because they know Regina very well. And Regina knows her very well. They also, um, I, I, I mean, I have to assume that either they have cursed memories because they were cursed or like they've been living in the real world for a long time. Sure. Like they know, they know the like folklore of Snow White or they should at this point. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder how the people who come from the Enchanted Forest view the folklore of themselves or others that they know. Like, know. imagine going around town and like, well, Peter Pan, he's this magical boy. That boy's a motherfucking demon. <laughs> people celebrate this fuck. It's true. It's true. Or like, imagine Corella seeing like Glenn Close in the billboard. She's like, that's who they got to play me? <laughs> Glenn Close versus Emma Stone. Emma Stone's like a young... Emma Stone hadn't died at this point, but yeah. Yes, that's true, yeah. but... All right. Well, then they do. Ursula and Cruella do come back and let Rumple in. Uh, and he tells he they're they're kind of like, well, like, what is your plan? Like, what are you even doing? And he's like, well, I'm the Oxford professor who translated that spell for Bell. If this is what I can do on the outside at my lowest point without my powers, imagine what I can do on the inside. Yep. And then he tells them that the beast wasn't after Regina; it was after Emma. That's the biggest mistake of this episode. Yeah. It's the biggest mistake of this episode. Why? You're not like my answer. Because Jennifer Morrison's a terrible actress. And I don't have any interest in seeing a dark Emma. Okay, that's fair. I also don't think that puts us in the right parallel. There's a more interesting character who would have been far more fascinating to see everyone go protective over, and it's Henry. Mm -hmm. And you had the greatest potential for darkness, and now you've got... Heart of the Truest Believer. Yeah. Bingo. And now you've got Regina going, oh shit, I gotta protect my boy. And yeah. oh shit, I gotta protect my boy. Now you have like real race stakes. And what would Dark Henry even do or say? That's true. Could have been interesting. Whereas like I Dark Henry is not. I don't want to go there. Or go there. or if we're already doing this, maybe Snow White. Dark Snow would Dark Snow would be fun. Yeah. That's what we're, and then Charming could be the one who's like, oh shit, it's already happening. Mm -hmm. But going to Emma's not the right one. Anything else before we move on? Um there was something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, they, so going to Rumpel and the Queens, 
when they first kind of put in a gunpoint and pin him up against the wall verbally, Ursula asks that we just doing this all for a girl. Rumble doesn't reveal what he's actually doing. He just says, these are my, I'm not sure if he's doing this for Bella or not. He's doing this for his happy ending, but we're not sure what that is. And that's what I mean. That's what they're all doing. Like, her, but we don't well, know what that is. Power, so that's not his happy ending. Is yeah. his happy ending getting Neil back? Is he getting Bell back? Is he getting both back? Is he I, I don't, I think, I don't think that he would, I don't think it's Neil. He's been offered that before and he said no. When? Zelina offered it to him. But he, being offered something from Zelina is very different than being offered from someone you don't hate. But it's not just that he said no. Yeah. He also said, I'm not interested. Like, he he lived his life like he died a hero. Well, he actually says, I don't trust time travel. He but, does say that as well. Yeah, I think her methods are different. Like, And also, this is a different Rumpel now, too. This is a Rumpel who got cast out. Like, he may not feel the same way. You're right. He probably would respect his sacrifice. But I wouldn't call that a given. Like, I could see him going, mm -hmm. like, well, the rules have changed now. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you bring this up a lot, and I don't think it's something that Rumpel... Which is also bizarre to me. Like, I don't buy that he wouldn't want that. He spent 100 years chasing that for Neil. Now, because he died, he doesn't want him. Like... I also think that it meant something to him when, when he offered to make Neil young again. And I think, like, he, he realized, like, that is not fair. Yeah, sure. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying go back. I mean, I would go back and get Bellfire. That's different and change that. But, like, the first thing he does when Emma separates him is says, I can fix this. Mm -hmm. Now, this is your chance to essentially fix this, and he doesn't have to die there. No. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be one of the rules of magic that you cannot bring someone back from the dead. But we've already seen on multiple occasions that both time travel and Daniel comes back. So, and Marion came back essentially from the dead. So, like, things obviously can be changed. Yeah. Um, favorite moment? I have two. I also have two. One's more conceptual. Okay. Uh, Corella and Corella might be the villain I've been waiting for since Pan. She's gonna be fucking crazy, and I'm here for it. <laughs> One of the problems that we've had is that all of the villains they tried to make sympathetic. Like, Zelina sucked because they tried trying to make her sympathetic instead of just being all in out here. The Snow Queen was just fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. But they tried to make her sympathetic. As long as I'm trying to make Corella sympathetic. And now Rumble doesn't seem to be sympathetic either. So we got two villain villains. We're in. Let's go. Let's yeah. be fucking crazy. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I have two that are both cinematography related. Um, I thought there was some cool cinematography in this episode. I agree. Um, one of them you mentioned earlier, watching Rumple walk over the town line and like the transition from like using the cane to like instantly not using the cane was so cool. well and how his body goes from like hunched over and yeah. probably is shot up in confidence yeah like instantaneously. it was very cool there's a great scene you ever watch the christopher reeves movies with superman no so they talk about like one superman. of the i mean you do not like superman it's unfortunate um they talk about how christopher reeves does a great job of portraying clark and superman very different so mm -hmm. he's clark kent he's hunched over uh -huh. quiet and he's meek and the moment he's transitioned so there's a scene where he's going to tell lois and he immediately pops his body up he's talking with more confidence his chest is out and like they show him literally transforming into superman like right before your eyes it was that's cool thing. it's basically what Robert that's does. really cool yeah and then he changes his mind and then he has to go right back to clark mm. yeah no it was, it was really active by christopher reeves maybe rest in peace um, yeah, I mean, Rumple being Rumple. Rumple Unleashed, like, this is the point that I was <laughs> Unleashed, saying. I like that. That should be the name of the episode. I don't want Bell and Rumple back together ever again. 
don't don't do it. Let them move on. Let Belle do her thing. Let Rumple do his thing. We need a villain. We need Rumple to either be in the gray or we need him to be in the black. He can't be with Belle anymore. Let's just cut that tie and never get them back together again until we get to seven. Just skip it. Yeah. He's just so much better this way. This is interesting. No, yeah, I agree. Um, my second one is watching the Chernabog fly over the town line. It was just cool. It looked cool. Like he, I mean, no, oh, I was actually disappointed by that. I just like the way that like Regina like bends down and he like flies. It just looks cool. It was the ending I didn't like. It just disappeared. Like I wanted it to be more something. He wanted it to lose all of its skin and fall into a. That's a little. <laughs> Like, fall into dust, or, like, show me just something, you know, that indicates that they then just fall through a magical portal. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted it to kind of, almost, uh, Avengers it, you know. Okay, fair. Um, I have four ridiculous. I have five. I really, I really liked this episode, but there are actually a lot of really small things that are really ridiculous. Some of them are very small, and some of them are a bit more, um, actually, all of these things are pretty small, but they really bothered me. Um, my first one, we talked about this a little bit in terms of like Ursula's lack of magical ability, but the, okay, she has, she only has two tentacles, I guess, which is weird. Well, like, have you seen eight? I've seen two. How would I know two? Have we seen two at a time? Yeah, she, she has them. They're kind of like hips. That's, that's like how, what she looks like when she has them out. Weird. Um, and the way that she throws them by like. Turning her body to the side, I'm like, okay, this just looks really stupid. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why is this happening? I'm not excited about I'm I'm like interested in what she wants because I like don't really know what it is, and I'm like kind of interested in how they're gonna change up her character. Like, I'm definitely interested by that. Okay, I don't um, know yeah, but I don't, and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yours next one, first one. Emma being the potential for darkness is, as the same is probably the worst conceptual idea they'd have to show. This is not going to work. Don't do it. <laughs> Look, I've said it. I said it as early as season one. You don't write things for actresses and actors who can't pull it off. It's just the truth. you, you got to hide your strengths or hide your weaknesses, accentuate your strengths. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't put her in this position to fail. Set her up for success. That's fair. Um, this is a really small thing, but I just, like, can't get over it. The magic? No. Um, okay, so, like, in the getting back to normal montage, Snow is back to work and at the, at the school, and Charming is apparently being sheriff number two. And the person that they bring in to babysit for them is Granny. Granny, who runs an inn and a restaurant by herself, has time to be their nanny as well. At their house, not even at the restaurant. It is possible that off-screen Bella Ruby's running everything. Okay, yeah. fair. She did say that she wanted that to be the case. But then later, when we are at Granny's, Granny is doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it is possible that she now just works there and Ruby runs things. Sure, sure, sure. No, your point is valid, though. Yeah. Also, why Granny? I don't know. Not or just like, yeah, they could actually like they could do a nanny share with like I, I don't know. It would be even more interesting, Abigail. Yeah, I think that's cute. Well, I think it'd be it, there could be an interesting story about Abigail babysitting and then like her talking about like, oh yeah, we're struggling to have children, so this kind of helps. And then she has a baby. 
Oh, does she have a baby? Yeah, she Did was... we confirm that was Abigail? I mean, no, I guess not, but it we were we were pretty sure. Yeah, I do believe yeah. that's probably Abigail. But yeah, Catherine, that could have been an interesting story. Um the whole hook thing, I feel like we missed the mark on what he's agonizing over. Yes, the fairies thing was bad, but that isn't your fault. That's Ron's fault. Your fault is what you did, like leading to this situation. And then not even telling him when you had a chance. Like you were in deep, and instead of you know being honest, you just reverted to being a piece of shit. Yeah. And then they say like, "Oh, you have a check mark and a hero box." It's like, why? Like, why are you a good person? What you just showed me for is not a good person. You're not. I wouldn't say he's completely evil. I'd say he's an evil. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. Okay. This one I actually think is a fundamental mistake in the story and by the characters. Why the fuck did they let Ursula and Cruella keep that goddamn scroll? They let them come in with the scroll and then they just let them drive away with it. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> why? I mean, obviously the reason is because they needed a way to get Rumpel in and that's what the writers stuck with. But like, well, why would no. Regina and Emma let them keep it? The answer is that they trust them now. They're saying, we're giving you a second chance. You don't know you can start off a second chance by saying, oh, but we don't trust you that much. That's not how these characters work. They're all or nothing. They don't do nuance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's a that's a big step. Like, I now trust you with this piece of magic that, like, not even as like not even necessarily they're going to do something sinister with it. But like, this is a thing that we need to keep at the sheriff's office for like when somebody needs to like go over the town line to save the world. <laughs> I know that you don't value lives all that much, but in this show, frequently we see people who have been tried to kill by people, then trusting them with their life. So it's not that big of a jump. Based Did you just say I don't value lives? Yes. Okay. That much. Mm -hmm. It's relative. Okay. Um, right, like Snow trusts Regina to protect her when she spent 15 years running for her life from her. Yeah. Um, so it's weird. I agree with you, but it's also like, yeah, that's actually kind of in character for this weird ass show. Um, Mobster Snow and Charming, while very funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, what's happening here? I mean, I have questions, so that's it, I, a good thing, I guess. I good questions, but monster, like, the the threatening to rip out their hearts, the dark secret meeting, the, the such a terrible line, you're like, the Charmies? Like, look, I criticize the Charmies all the time for being two-dimensional, and they are. But that's who they've been. Like, build up over time. Show me a little bit more than just, like, we're going straight to monster Snow White. Show me the heart of darkness, kind of slowly creeping in over the past two seasons. We got a huge jump from eternal hopeful snow to I will rip your heart out. Yeah, so, we did. Or at least tell me, like, if they show me, like, hey, we got to bluff our way out of this. Let's act more badass than we are. I would be in it. But uh, and then Charming just sitting by being okay with this. Yeah. Know, I mean, good luck. Two. Okay. Um, After they let Rumple in, they just walk down the middle of the street, which is fitting for this show, I guess, where uh, Snow and Charming, who are having an affair, just make out in the middle of the street. But, like, what the fuck? Rumple, like, what? No one sees him? No one? Like, like, no one is awake? Well, it is the middle of the night. Right. But no one? <laughs> and it's not like, like, this is, like, downtown. Like, it is. But, like, people live on the street. Like, the loft is, like, on the street. 
Yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of town that I feel like shuts down at nine. Mm. So like at eleven o'clock, all the lights are out. Everyone, grand, like once Granny's closes, everyone no, goes home. Well, there's no nightclub, maybe, or they're all at the bar. Like anybody who's out is at that one bar in town. Uh, you're right. I did notice them strong down the middle of the street, and it was like. But I said the same thing about Elsa. Like, how was she strong down? The I like, I don't know. Or Snow and Trunky just decided to make out in the middle of the day in the street, and the only person who sees them is the genie. That's nuts. Um, yeah, the most ridiculous moment of this entire episode was the fact that both Belle and you were more angry about lying than attempted murder. <laughs> There's levels to this shit. I'm not saying lying to your spouse partner is okay. It's a wrong thing. To do. It's a bad thing to do. It's much worse to try to kill someone. I feel like that's a universal truth that I'm just gonna stand on business with. He did also try to kill someone. Did he try to kill her? No. Okay, so then <laughs> that isn't a betrayal of if if he tried to kill Beth, I'm in. Or she were mad about what he did to Emma. I would buy that more than the hook thing. Like Hook is his enemy. I think your defense of Hook was, well, that's his greatest enemy. Of course he's never gonna pause this enemy he wants to kill him. Okay, well that's yeah, that's Rumble's greatest enemy too. So fuck him. But, uh, yeah, no that. Mm -mm. Not good. Mm. Mm -mm. My last one is conceptual, but there are not one, not two, but three iconic pieces of music that were not played in this episode in any way. And I think that's insane. Cruella DeVille, the song. And I'm not saying that we straight up play Cruella DeVille, but they didn't even like create a theme for her, like with like in like background music with no words. Sometimes they show up in backstories though. Sometimes, but I not always. Uh we don't get Night on Bald Mountain when the Chernobog shows up, which is absurd. And uh no Poor Unfortunate Souls, which is one of the greatest Disney songs of all time. So you got beef with the score. Yeah, got beef with the score. Interesting. I will say as a, a lay person when it comes to music, I hate what you're talking about, and I would have not noticed this. Though I'm sure if I would have heard those things, I'd have been like, it's really good music. Mm -hmm. um, I would expect you will hear Corella's theme in her yes. flashback. I agree. You get it. Um, what was the third one? Poor Unfortunate Souls. What is that? It's the Ursula's, it's Ursula's villain song. I <laughs> backstory uh, the other one yeah it feels like you probably should have played that at bald mountain that's a really funny name yeah it's is good. bald mountain significant i don't know maybe it's some sort of religious thing i don't know is it a mountain without snow it's trying to figure out why it's bald i don't know i don't know anyway all right loser most ridiculous no i don't i don't order them oh, gotcha. i just write them down as they occur to me oh, okay. um I, I, Three losers, one's a couple, one's a person. Um, I actually had a hard time choosing a loser, which is often true in the first episode, because like I'm like, well, that, we haven't like resolved anything. So it's like it's hard to know that there like is a loser. No, I yeah, I if you're saying a couple, I I'm surprised I didn't write that down. But I I only have one. I only have one. Who's your loser? Bell. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put I mean, it's not quite fair because nothing has resolved in this episode, but she is like, she banished Rumpel from town. And regardless of how we feel about that situation, like, that is a thing that she chose to do. She's like trying to move on. And now he's already fucking back. <laughs> and he tricked her into thinking he was an Oxford professor. So she got kind of tricked this episode, and it's bad. <laughs> I guess. 
what's interesting is that like because he he doesn't seem to be after her though if he is then that's a big loss for her it didn't seem like anything in this hurt bell because they got the fairies no out. yeah like i mean that's what i mean like there wasn't re- it was hard for me to choose because there wasn't really any like resolution of anything which is common for a first yeah. episode the, the being tricked is fair um i did pick someone who was also tricked but i picked emma oh interesting being tricked by the queens is I think so. There's there's three parts, right? Being uh-huh. tricked by the queens, which isn't that big of a deal. But to your point, mm-hmm. being lied to blatantly by your parents has got to be like, what the fuck? That's weird. And then the fact that we now found out she had the greatest potential for darkness is like, you have to save it. So that's just like that's both future loss and current loss. That's two future losses and a current loss. I'm like, that's not good. Um, and yeah, they didn't accomplish anything. So, so as far as like getting closer to the author or anything, yeah. Like that, so they got rid of the Chernabog, and that was it. They did. Which Emma figured out. She did. But yeah, no, I... Actually, I wasn't sure. I think it was actually more Regina figured out. She just proved to the town line. I mean, Emma... Emma Emma's the one that suggested that they send it over the town line. It wasn't her plan. So yeah, yeah, win for her in that one. Uh, But yeah, the the people around her and the things surrounding her is not good right now. That's fair. I have three winners. Weird. Wait, your other losers are the Charming? Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I think that's a good... I, I think I would. I, I, that makes sense. I should have chosen them, but also I was sort of like, well, we don't really know what's going on yet. So, but it does seem like a departure from their characters. Yeah, it isn't in the action yeah. that probably happened in the past that we assume was terrible. It's just such an out of character behavior for them, which is why I would say it's less like it's interesting, but it's weird. Yeah, and it's it's more. It's they're actually acting very rumple stiltskin like. Yeah, I also have three winners. I'm sure they're the same. The queens. Oh, no. I have Rumpel, yep. Ursula, and Corolla. The Queen's of Darkness. Yeah. But no Maleficent. Yeah, but I mean, Maleficent not in the present of this episode. Yeah. I mean, I, you could argue she gets one by not dying. Yeah. Yeah, but I put Rumpel in the Queen's as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Rumpel tricked everyone because he's Rumpel and he's back to being Rumpel Unleashed. And then the Queen's Darkness, they're in. Like, they, they have a chance to have the ending. They yeah. did a good job of selling Regina. That was tough. I almost, like didn't choose them because like obviously they got in this is what they wanted but i almost didn't choose them because they like they didn't know anything like he also tricked them in a good way but like they 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 still like they didn't know what his plan was like like they didn't they didn't know it was gonna work like i don't know and i also don't think i don't think he even told them about the chernabog did they just like hear the sound and we're like we know what a chernabog is or did he tell them that he released the chernabog i don't think so no, he definitely told them about the release the, he, he told them there will be a chernabog he didn't tell them that he was okay that happened because they knew they knew to listen for and they knew what that sound was okay um I, I almost didn't put them because it's very clear that like rumble is the one running the show and they're just passengers on the ride especially in the past where they get tricked but in the past, they actually do save Maleficent, which is kind of a big deal. They are shown to be uh, forces to be reckoned with. Other no, than yeah. Ursula, to be quite honest. And I think the tricking of Regina and, and selling her part on redemption. And no, yeah. Chance, Absolutely. And the plan doesn't work. And it's funny, I wouldn't say they did the right thing, but they honored their part of the deal. And they brought Rumble back in. No. Which gave them a chance. So like, that's, um, I, that's fair. I think that's fair. It's weird because... It's both like the right and wrong thing to do, so eh, but tactically it was correct morally eh, to be seen. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward to a lot of things. Oh, I'm so much I, I was scared going into this episode. They're like, maybe 4B sucks. 
and it's just a little bit better than 4A and 3B. Yeah. This this is the once upon a time that I want to see. It's interesting. A lot of good questions. I like, and it seems like everybody right now has a story. Mm-hmm. They have something that I, mean, I want to see. I want to know what the fuck's wrong with the Chinese. I want to see Henry Regina find the author. What's in the story again? Oh, the darkness thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, truthfully, the only thing that seems to be weird is that I have no idea what's going on with Hook and Emma. They're just Hook and Emma. My biggest question is, what did Snow and Charming do? Oh, yeah. I got to know the answer to that. What's Rumpel going to do? What does it mean that Emma's heart has the greatest potential for darkness? What's Rumpel's plan? Because he's also looking for the the author. Does he know more than Regina does? Like, I don't know. No, he only found out about it when Regina told him. Right. But, like, has he since learned more information about it? Oh, that would be tough. Um, Well, and it's interesting. I mean, obviously, he wants to be back in Storybrooke to get his magic. But, um... It, like, does he have reason to believe that the author is in Storybrooke? Because that's a, like... I think he... I think he probably thinks the author's in Storybrooke, or if not, he's got to get something from Storybrooke to get to the author. Yeah. That's fair. And a question that I remember having when this was... When I was watching this live, because the all of the, like, posters and art and, like, advertisements for this season, it, like, they called it the Queens of Darkness, and it had Maleficent, Cruella, and Ursula, and Rumpel on the cover. Um, and Maleficent is dead. Like, uh, Emma killed her in the first episode as a dragon. You mean the season finale? Yep. And then she comes back to life as the weird... She's not dead. ...ash monster that Regina pushes Hook to. Yeah, she's not dead, though. And then, like, but, like, what is that? Like, what... <laughs> is she stuck in this form forever? Like, what's going to happen with Maleficent? Is there going to be Maleficent? Because I want me some Maleficent. Great. Pam is the best. No, that's fair. Deadpan Pam is the best. You know what I'm also curious about? At some point, we know we have to resolve the Rumble situation. Yeah. And you know it's going to come out at the most inconvenient time possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There are a lot of good questions. And they didn't tell us everything in the first episode. Yeah, I I love that. They let us us wonder. We can speculate. It's great. Um, Well, the next episode is unforgiven which i don't remember what that one's about but the one after that is called enter the dragon so it's funny i don't think it has anything to do with um maleficent though oh yeah it's the other dragon i think you're right yeah but because that's a play on bruce lee um yeah no I'm, i'm really excited well please be sure to join us next time when we watch season four episode 14 unforgiven we will see you next time